story about cheese, please. If you like your music silly, gonna get what you need. Celebs who thought they could sing, crazy remakes and kids tunes, nothing Seacrest would play. Anywhere else these songs would be teased, but we love them for their quirks, and so will you on Cheese, please. Cheese, please. Oh, yeah, it's Cheese, please. Cheese, please. In color. Here are your hosts, Snarf Dude and Daffodil. Well, fancy meeting you here. Welcome to another edition of Cheese Please. My name is Snarf Dude. And I'm Daffodil. Bringing you the wacky, warped, and weird every week as we sit here in the van with the plan to bring you cheesy music as we do every week. Why do we do that? I don't know. Because we can. Well, yeah, because we can, of course. But, you know, why do we do this Daffodil every week? Because otherwise life would be boring. Well, the other factor is to annoy the people who don't like us. There's an idea. What do you think about that? We're doing this to annoy people who don't like us? Yes. Because every every week we come back. This is true. Yeah. We're always here. We're so like for that those... bad penny keeps turning up. <laughs> so for those who don't like us, we're back. And, and we'll be back again and again and again and again. And we're featuring on the show this week, Ben Colder. Who do you say Ben Colder is? Well, Ben Burt, the sound guy for Star Wars in Indiana Jones, knows who he is because he did this. The Wilhelm Scream. So, if you're a Star Wars fan, you probably know about the Wilhelm Scream. But you know what? Ben Calder actually put out a couple albums, and we're going to profile them a little later on. As well, it's not necessarily safe to go in the water with the chart-topping cheesy, but we're going to with Dickie Goodman and a number two song from 75 and Mr. Jaws. But we're starting off, you know, the Beach Boys never really made any cheesy music. You know, they were a big hit in the 60s, but their father did. A lot of it. Well, he put out one album at least. That's a lot. Murray Wilson was their father and the many moods of Murray Wilson, which apparently include cheese. Go figure. Uh, the plumber's tune coming up shortly, but we're starting. We're starting off with happy song. Right here on Cheese, please. Yeah. 
Harper, a fork and knife. Radio goes with life. Please, with Murray Wilson and the Plumbers tune. I wanted to make a wise crack about that, but I couldn't think of what to say. You know? Yeah, it's hard to make good plumbers cracks. <laughs> exactly. And before that, the happy song, also by Murray Wilson on Cheese Please. You have a bit of information about Murray. Yes, he was actually an American songwriter, talent manager, record producer, and music publisher, best known as the father of the Beach Boys. Yeah. And he was their first manager. Okay. Um, after their tour of Australia, the band unanimously voted and removed him as their manager. Oh, that must have hurt. Well, he had this rule that when they were on tour, they weren't allowed to drink alcohol or fraternize with women or party. Oh. And he fined them for every infraction. And in Australia, he said the fine was going to go from $100 to $1,000. Oh, So after boy. that tour, they fired him. Oh, I can see you understand why. Okay, my name is Snarf Dude. And I'm Daffodil, and you are 100% listening to Cheese Please. The wacky, warped, and weird every week. And uh, we're profiling this time around none other than Ben Colder. Well, Ben Colder's not a real person. Oh, really? Yeah, Shep Woolley is the real person. Really? So I always confuse that. So Ben Colder is not real. Shep Woolley is the real name of the real man. Yes, according to, you know, the Wikipedia where we get all of our facts. Yes. Which is not always right, but we go with what they say. Sure. Um, Chev Woolley was born in 1921. Okay. 
He recorded a series of novelty songs under the name of Ben Calder. Right, and he hasn't been completely tied into the Wilhelm scream, but apparently his wife was interviewed and she could. She said that she could see him actually doing that. So likely he was the I one that did it. I think it's true. Yeah, I think, I think it's true. true. Sure. What else can you tell me? About Ben Calder or about Shab Woolley? <laughs> it's the same guy. It doesn't really matter. All right. Um, ben Calder also was an actor. Okay. He played the assistant coach in the film Hoosiers. Yeah. He was in High Noon. He was in The Outlaw Jesse Wales. Oh, High Noon. That was a big movie of the time. He was in Rawhide. Rawhide and was pretty big, too. And it does 100% say in here, Wooly is also credited as the voice actor who produced the Wilhelm Scream sound effect. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to play from the album uh, from, I think it was the late 60s it came out. We got Great Men Repeat Themselves shortly. The Purple People Eater number two, shortly, er, sooner. Later. Yeah. No, no, sooner. That's coming up sooner. Sooner than this. Sooner than later, right? Yes. Okay. But we're starting off with Family Tree right here on... It's definitely Cheese, Please. The doctor told my Uncle John to quit eating dog food or he wouldn't live long, but he kept on eating dog food from the kid. The doctor was right because one day Uncle John was scratching fleas out in the driveway and he got run over by the milkman. There's a bunch of nuts growing on our family tree. Everybody in the family's nuts but me. My brother's dumb, but he thinks he's groovy. He took a girl to a drive-in movie and they were sitting there waiting for the picture show to start. They sit there from 8 to 10 Then she said, excuse me, Clem What are we doing here in this used car lot? Mm. There's a bunch of nuts growing on our family tree Everybody in the family's nuts but me I got a cousin, we call him Ox Put a lantern on top of a box And I asked him what was the purpose of the lantern dead burn. He said, so folks can see the box. I said, what's the purpose of the box, Ox? He said, I gotta have some place to put the lantern. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of nuts growing on our family tree. Everybody in the family's nuts but me. Jay, he worked as a waiter in a small cafe and some folks came in from high society. This one fat lady was with the group said, what's that fly doing in my soup? He said, looks like the backstroke to me. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of nuts going on our family tree. Everybody in the family's nuts but me. Cheese uh, is an important part of everybody's daily balanced musical diet. It's a full fat, you get the full flavor. It's a good cheese. Cheese! This is Gordon G. Goodvoice with an on the spot report. 
I'm standing at this moment about 50 feet from where it actually landed. I have an intelligent-looking man, an eyewitness here, who saw the whole thing. Sir, would you tell us what you saw? Well, I saw this thing coming out of the sky. It had one long horn and one big eye. I commenced a shaking. I said, ooh-wee! It looked like a purple paperlayer to me. What was it really, sir? It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater? A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. Then what happened? He came down to earth and let in the train. I said, Mr. Purple People Eater, don't eat me. I heard him say in a voice so gruff. I wouldn't eat you because you're so tough. Sir, would you explain how you made that amazing little sound? Yeah, man, that's easy. I just modulated my voice. Amazing. I said, Mr. Purple People Eater, what's your line? He said, eating purple people and it sure is fine. But that's not the reason that I come to land. I want to get a job in the monkey's band. A pigeon-toed undergrowth flying purple people eater. strange to me. Then he swung from a tree and he lit on the ground and started to rock, really rocking around. The crazy ditty with a swinging tune. What happened to him? Did he fly away? No, man. You see that little purple guy standing right over there? You mean the one with the horn in his head? That's right. Amazing. Hey, come here, little purple shorty. Turn up that horn in your head and play one for us, okay? Amazing! Yeah, boy. Play it, Perk. I call him Perk for short, see? Amazing! Hey, little short purple shorty, would you like a little short purple drink or something? Amazing! Yeah! Jeez, please! Oh, man, that's amazing! I always like that song. <laughs> and Purple People Eater number two. That's an updated version for the late 1960s, as done by Ben Colder or Chef Willie or whatever you want to call him, as we're profiling him on the show this week. The uh, creator of the Wilhelm Scream. I remember back in the 80s, he had like a KTEL record set out. And you get plastered on TV with all his hits in a two record set for only 1995. You remember that, Daffodil? Vaguely. Uh, no. no, you're supposed to say yes. Um, yes. <laughs> there we go. Do you have one more quick fact? He was on Hee Haw. Really? I didn't know he was on Hee Haw. He actually quite often would say that he was Ben Colder on when he was on Hee Haw. Oh, and not Shep Woolley. No. Okay. And he played him as a drunken country songwriter. Talk about politically correct for today, incorrect for today. That would be right, right? That would be right. Okay, just checking. We're going to end off our tribute to Ben Colder with Great Men Repeat Themselves. Right here on Cheese Please, Cheese Please. You've all heard it said that history repeats itself. Did you know that great men repeat themselves also? I repeat myself a lot, repeat myself a lot, repeat myself a lot. 
Do you think it's a coincidence that the name Lyndon contains six letters? That the name Batman contains six letters also? At Batman's side stands the boy wonder, Robin. At Lyndon's side stands the wonder boy, Hubie. And the names Robin and Hubie each contain five letters. The names Gotham City and Washington each contain ten letters. The names Mr. Robert S. McNamara and Commissioner Gordon both contain 18 letters. And that's a bunch of them. The names Riddler and De Gaulle each contain seven letters. That is, if you spell De Gaulle with one L. On the other hand, they contain eight letters. If you spell De Gaulle with two L's and Riddler with three D's. Now, Batman's Batmobile is in reality an experimental model Lincoln Continental. And Lyndon's Lincoln Continental is in reality an experimental model Batmobile. You didn't know that. Behind the Cape Crusader stands a young bird named Robin. Behind the tall Texan stands a lady crusader named Bird. There are 52 weeks in a year. You knew that. Seven days in a week. Add two for the number of bagel hounds in the family and you get nine. The square root of nine is three. Divide this by a wife and two daughters, and you get one. And there's only one Batman. On the other hand, you take one and divide by five, and you get a fifth. You get a fifth, and I'll get a fifth, and we'll get on with it. Besides that, the names Superman and Fred Flintstone both contain seven, eight, and... No, that's not going to work out. But the name Huckleberry Hound contains 16 letters all by itself. And that's pretty unusual for a dog, don't you think? If you need more proof that great men do repeat themselves, in October, 1965, Batman said, and I quote, to the Batmobile, Robin. And in July, he said, and I quote again, to the Batmobile, Robin. Of course, that was on a rerun. And as for the proof that great men do indeed repeat themselves, uh, repeat themselves, uh, Cheese, please, with Ben Calder and great men repeat themselves. And themselves. Repeat themselves. themselves. And themselves. That sounds like a boring college lecture. A little bit. Just a bit. You could, you could actually, you know, you could get a credit if you sat through, I don't know, 52 versions of that. What do you think, Daffodil? That's a possibility. Yeah. That makes no sense, does it? No. But then it's our show. My name is Snarf Dude. And I'm Daffodil, and we are 100% cheese please yes and uh, oh it's time for this isn't it Daffy 
Shopping with Chad said, number one is no guarantee that it's good. Sometimes number one means cheesy with a bullet. It's chart topping cheesies on cheese, please. Dickie Goodman made his history making records on the break-in record. He created the break-in record in 1956 with the Flying Saucer. Parts one and two. He made many different break-in records through the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. But there was only two records that hit the top 10. His first, which was? Flying Saucer, part one and part two. Exactly. And the second one was the one we're about to play here. It was cashing in on the whole Shark Jaws movie thing of 1975, taking hit songs, hit records of the time, and creating a break-in record called Mr. Jaws, right here on... Cheese, please! We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? Darn, oh my! And what did she say when you grabbed her? I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How sweet it is. Mr. Jaws, before you swim out to sea, have you anything else to say? With me now is the local sheriff. Sheriff Brody, the shark will be back for lunch. What do you intend to do? Just arriving is oceanographer Matt Hooper. Sir, if someone is attacked by a shark, what should they do? Do the hustle! We're going aboard the fishing boat of Captain Quint. Captain, will you be able to catch this giant shark? Thank you, Captain. Captain, Captain, Captain! When you catch one of these sharks, what do you feel like? Like a rhinestone cowboy. We've just sighted the shark again. He's coming straight for us. Captain Quint is shouting something at him. Get your baby one of these nights. Hey, Jaws, the captain says he's going to catch you. What do you think of that? Uh-oh, here he comes again. They've hit him. Mr. Jaws, why doesn't anything seem to hurt you? He's coming right onto the boat. Mr. Jaws, why are you grabbing my hand? Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? No, wait. Mr. Jaws, that's not the way this record is supposed to end. Help! Help! Jeez, please. There he goes. Here goes Bruce. Yeah, they named the Jaws Shark Bruce after Steven Spielberg's lawyer. Bill Vega. <laughs> Dickie Goodman on the show this week as our chart topping cheesy. My name is Starf Dude. And I'm Daffodil. And, and you have fantastic facts on Dickie I have, Goodman. I have things I didn't know. Wow, tell me. Um, basically, did you know in the late 60s he actually recorded a musical album featuring his wife? I did not know that. We will it have to find it. It was actually called Dickie Goodman and His Wife Susan. Oh, wow. He actually sings one of the songs. Oh, boy. And it's called Never Play Poker with a Man Named Doc or Eat at a Place Called Mom's. Uh, oh, we have to find that. And he also, in addition to working under his own name, produced for other acts. Like? Well, he produced for John and Ernst, Superfly Meets Shaft. Okay. Which was using that break-in format. Yes, yes. And he also produced an act 
called the Glass Bottle. They did have a bit of a hit, if I remember right. He created the band primarily as an advertising ploy to promote actual glass bottles, because they were going out of fashion because soda companies were starting to use plastic bottles. Makes sense. They recorded two singles, straight pop songs. I Ain't Got Time Anymore, which hit number 36. You mean straight soda pop songs? Songs, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't resist that. You were saying? He also anonymously released Screwy TV, an album of risque parodies of them popular TV shows. Uh-oh. Risque. Can't play those. Oh, no, no, no. Although no. they might not be as risque these days as they were in 74. Yeah, but, you know, I just don't want to go down that road. That's all I get to say. My yeah. name is Starf Dude. And I'm Daffodil, and we have once again wended our way with our shenanigans to the end of another episode of Cheese, Please. No, not again. It's a little, I could, like, do this forever. Although I'd have to take bathroom breaks every couple hours at the most, right? And there would also have to be shower breaks. Yeah. <laughs> and cooking and cleaning breaks. Oh, yeah? This is not a marathon type of show. Well, if we made it, we could make our own reality TV show and then go on some network and make some money. I, I, I don't think idea. anybody is going to pay to see us do anything. Maybe we could get Morgan Freeman to narrate the show. Here comes um, Snarf Dude. He's going down and, and down and getting the records for the radio show. What is in his mind? It, that he's out of time. Oh, yeah, you're right. Look at that. Oh, here we go. We gotta do it. Oh, we're really going back to 08. That's 1908 for this one. Nat Bean Wills and Old Oaken Bucket. Ending off the show. Did Have I, fun, stay cheesy. Did I emphasize that enough? Yes. Goodbye. There's a good old song, the old oaken bucket. Many a day since I had a drink from that bucket. But speaking about drinking, that reminds me. One day last week, I had three cents, and I wanted to drink a whiskey. I was up in the part of the town where they don't sell anything but fifteen cent whiskey. And there I was, three strong, but I was determined to get a drink. I looked into a saloon, there a man standing up against the bar, and he had just about half-filled his glass with booze. So I went up and tapped him on the shoulder, gently. I said, I beg your pardon, sir, but I'll bet you three cents I can put that drink of whiskey in my stomach without it going down my throat. He says, I'll bet you. He put up his three. I put up my three. I drank down the drink of whiskey. I says, I'll lose. <laughs> By golly, I was willing to lose. The bartender called me over and he said, you're all right. He says, come on, have a smile with me. He put the glass and bottle over and I filled the glass up until it was floating. Drank it down. The bartender says, is that what you call a smile? I said, yes. He says, well, if you ever laugh, I'll have to go out of business. I'll now sing you about the old Logan Bucket. All right, boys. Last summer I thought I would go to the country. To spend my vacation, I needed a rest. One morning I went to the well for some water. They told me that drinking well water was best. I had a red patch on the seat of my trousers. And when I leaned over, exposed it to view. A bull who was grazing at the red hat stood gazing. Now in such a case, what would any bull do? 
With his horns he did bucket. That red patch he struck it. I went down with the bucket and a hung in the world. Cheese, please. Your weekly sample of Dewacky, Dwarfed, and Weird was produced by Snarf Dude and Daffodil. It was originally created by Snarf Dude and Moondog for Scottsdale and Production. Drop by the website anytime online at www.chezepleze.com. I'm Uncle Skeeter, inviting you back next week as we help to spread the cheese. <laughs> <laughs>